Song Talk Radio. Welcome to Song Talk Radio. This is the show with songwriters talking to other songwriters about the craft of songwriting. We share tips, tools, and techniques, and together we all become better at writing songs. I'm your host, Neil Modi, and with me, my co-host, Phil Emery. How are you tonight, Phil? I am doing fine, Neil. How are you today? I'm doing very well and excellent. It's a nice hot day here in Toronto, so great to get outside. Hot even day though we're everywhere. St- yeah, exactly. <laughs> even though we're stuck inside doing this podcast, which is mm. awesome too. <laughs> it's true. Um, for everyone else, please send your comments and questions to at Song Talk Radio on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. Feedback at songtalk.ca for the email, and we'll share your thoughts on the show. And please visit us at songtalk.ca to find out how you can be a guest. And uh, tonight, of course, no guests, just the family again. And um, before we get to the meat of the show, uh, a couple of little things that we uh, like to share with uh, with you, our listeners. Uh, another great video I saw today um, from. Uh, uh, from YouTuber uh, David Bennett, who we mentioned on the show a couple of weeks ago, he he did a show uh, called "Every Possible Chord Symbol Explained," and he goes through literally like every single uh, chord symbol and and tells you you know if it's you know should it mean major, should it mean minor, should it mean diminished, augmented, um, seven chords, whatever. And I had I had two sort of sort of interesting moments in this and one of them came from i believe i do i do recall this phil way back when when we had frank horvett on the show when we talked mm-hmm. about chords right. and I, I think it was you that had asked had asked him uh what's the difference between like an a9 and an a add nine yes Right. And this video has the answer, which I did learn sometime in the interim um, what it is. But but the difference is like if you have an A add nine, it's it's an A major chord. So A, C sharp and E and then the nine, which is the G. And and that's it. So it's A, C sharp, E and G up, up the octave. Right. That's the A add nine. But an A nine assumes that you have a seven. Right. Yes. So it's A, C, E. G. Oh, sorry. The, the, sorry. The nine is the B, right? And, and yeah. the A. So it would be the B, A, C, E, and A, C sharp, E, and B for the A add nine and A, C, E, uh, G. So it would be the dominant seven. So like the, the flattened seven um, and the B, j- just the way um, an, in a 11 chord, you would assume the seven and the nine. And the 13 yeah. chord, you would assume the seven, nine, 11, yeah. and, then, and then get the 13. But if you say add something, then it's literally just add that that specific that note, note. Yeah. without without all the other um with all the other things in there and and, and the, the the other sort of interesting moment i had watching that video was when he he showed the various ways that you can display a major chord so like it's just a plain letter c that's just mm-hmm. a c major yeah. or c m a g smaller case lowercase m a g um is major c with a capital m would be c major sometimes yeah. in jazz and c with a triangle would yes, be yeah is it? would be c major and and it was interesting because when i watched that i was like man i've never seen that before and then instantly my i had a complete flashback to high school in stage band and in fusion band and all this all the sheet music we had back then had triangles all over them. <laughs> you know it's true i've i've come across the triangles and also uh yeah. the little sort of uh, degree signs yeah the degree sign is diminished yeah the diminished and I, you know, I wasn't really sure what it is, although I figured it out sort of in, in context. But it's a great video. It really does uh, really clarify all those things. And I think most of us sort of kind of know it, but it's nice to have it sort of 
uh, clarity added to all this because it's um, yeah, it's really good. Yeah, because there'll be a there'll be a little there'll be a couple of details in that that you probably didn't know or, or just needed or just needed clarity on. Yeah, like um, you know, on C, you know, sus, and you know, what you know, the difference between C seven um, or C major seven, and uh, yeah, it's a great video. It's it's very straightforward. It's um, not super short. It's like um, about seventeen minutes. Mm -hmm. So it's it goes into a fair amount of depth, but it really does help things like um, uh, you know six chords or uh, with with slashes. Very yeah. often people can cross that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, a, a fantastic, fantastic watch for anyone out yeah. there. I, I must admit, when I was fourteen year old, fourteen years old, and started, you know, write, uh, playing piano really, and and started, you know, writing my own my own music and stuff like that. I thought the slash meant you could play this chord or that chord. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. C or an E. Like, well, how does that work? Okay, whatever. And then and then someone someone told me, no, no, that just means that's the bass. Oh, it's okay. Base. Is that what that means? And, <laughs> and I remember at one time thinking, well, why don't they just sort of say it's like a second or a third inversion? Because, you know, a second inversion is where you have the third on the bass. Yeah. Um, and then the second inversion is where you have the fifth in the bass. Yeah. But, of course, you don't necessarily have to have a note that's in the chord as the base, it could be no. It could it could be any other thing, and and plus that's a lot easier than wrapping your head around which one's the second and third inversion again. Yeah, and yeah. Just give me just give me the note. What's the yeah. note on the base? That's it. <laughs> very very simple. Because that's what a lot of he he talks about. You can do these extrapolate these long, you know, things uh, chord symbols for for any chord. Um, but a, a lot of the time, the whole point is that you're communicating your chord structure to someone else, and the simpler it is. The more straightforward it is, the better it is, right? Absolutely. Yeah, a great yeah. video. And we'll definitely mm -hmm. have a link to that to our show notes. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And, and of course, the YouTube uh, YouTube um, algorithm sent me to a, a Jacob Collier video where he was answering music theory questions from Twitter. Oh, <laughs> and, cool. Uh, it was, he's a really, he's a funny guy. <laughs> and uh, and it, was, it was really interesting. But the one, the one thing I learned in, in his thing, he completely dismissed the circle of fifths, but <laughs> not dismissed when he's like, Oh, really? Well, he actually sang it. Like he actually sang every single fifth, like in different octaves. I was like, dude, this guy's like, wow. <laughs> like spot on. Right. <laughs> and, um, uh, but he, he, he explained um, what a tritone, not what a tritone is. Like we all know what a tritone is, but he explained why it's called a tritone. Do you know why a tritone is called a tritone? Um, cause it's made of thirds and there's three of them. It's, it's three tones. It's three whole tones. Like the interval is three whole oh. tones. Okay. Hence tritone. I'm like, well, this seems so obvious, when you <laughs> about it, but it's like, I never knew that's why it was called a tritone before. Yeah. Well, I mean, so much of music is, you know, once you sort of know it, you kind of go, well, duh. Yeah. But before <laughs> that, you're just kind of, especially when you're self-taught, you've, You've kind of learned all these strategies to sort of fake your way through or to mm -hmm. sort of, you know, kind of get to where you need to go. And it's great having this resource that sort of just clarifies it and go, oh, okay. You know, and then it's no longer this mystery. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have cool. uh, something as well. Yeah, yeah. You found a little goodie. Yes, this is a really cool little link I've come across uh, actually on a post on Reddit by a website called Girl in Blue Music at girlinbluemusic.com. And it's called the Chord Progression Generator. 
and it says uh, this chord progression generator will help you come up with chord progressions for your music and come up with topics to write about. You can generate progressions and word prompts separately using the, uh, the buttons uh, displayed or together where you can randomize everything. And basically it'll just, uh, you can give it a key, you know, like C major or, uh, you know, E minor. Mm -hmm. And um, it'll give you some random chords. Mm -hmm. And it's just a great way of, of sometimes getting over, uh, you know, so often when we're writing, we tend to use the same kinds of chords all the time. Yeah. You know, our hands go to the same place. We use the same kinds of uh, approaches. And this is a great way of getting out of your brain and just trying something completely at random that you didn't um, actually generate yourself, but just as a, a jumping off uh, part. So yeah. if I selected the key of E minor and clicked on random chords, it gave me... Uh, e minor, C, G, and D, which is the uh, one, uh, one minor, of course, the uh, six, the three, and uh, the seven. But presumably that, that progression is supposed to be related to the word that's also selected, right? Um, possibly. I haven't quite like it's supposed to feel like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm not sure about that. One thing it said re writing about Satan. Another one is writing about cope. And if I click on randomize everything, oh, and actually, but it does keep what um, what key or key. Yeah, or, yeah. You, you, the only thing that remains fixed is the is the is the key. Is the key. Yeah, and it's interesting. I, I wouldn't I wouldn't go so far as to call them random chords because they're not random. They're yeah, they're like usable chord progressions, right? Like, yeah, so they're definitely usable. But I mean, in one uh, in C minor, he came up with um, two diminished five one. Oh. which is B diminished, D, uh, B diminished, G minor, and then C minor. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, it's a really cool little um, <laughs> thing for this website called Girl Blue Music, and they have courses and various resources um, for you to download and about learning okay. piano and how to read music and things like that. So they Is there an app for this, well. or is it just the website? I think right now it's just the website. Yeah, because this could be this could very easily be an app. <laughs> it could actually, and maybe. Well, I'm sure you could access it on the you know on your yeah, phone. yeah. You can always just access it on your phone, whatever. But yeah, it's a really fun little tool, and it's it's great to have all these things. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, just for one of those you know things where you're maybe feeling a little stuck or whatever, then just can you yeah jumpstart a thing or whatever. Usually, when people have writer's block, I always say that you know you're not listening to enough different things in your daily music diet you need to you know start listening to something new that you never listened to and that'll give yeah. you inspiration and give you some new ideas yeah absolutely we will add that to the show notes and um give it a shot and let us know what you think yeah yeah definitely let us know that would be great i'm gonna give it, a, right. give it a try myself okay um, tonight, uh, we're happy to be doing our third and final batch of listener songs for our songwriting challenge this year, um, which was to, which, which is still, uh, to write a song with the title, Why Do You Cry? And, um, so we've had, uh, two episodes so far, um, where we've showcased, uh, listener, uh, replies to the challenge. And of course we've had three episodes where the, the three hosts, um, Phil, Michael and myself, uh, shared our answers to the challenge. And we're going to be doing another episode um, in, in next week's uh, podcast uh, where the three of us are going to uh, showcase our updated versions 
um, of, of the song, because as, as everyone knows, it's, it's an ongoing process. And, um, you know, after the, after the challenge is done, you know, you can still revisit your song and, and continue to work on it and improve it and, and, uh, and make it better. Indeed. So, and we, yeah, and indeed. And, and of course, we'd love to hear from our listeners as well. After you, you know, hear, hear maybe based on the feedback that we provide on, on, the, on the show tonight and in the other listener episodes, if you feel the urge to revisit the song, we'd love to hear um, what you come up with uh, as, a, as a version two. Um, of, of your of your answers, so it's gonna be an ongoing thing for sure. That would be awesome. All right. Um, so shall we start with uh, Diane Simone? Yes. And uh, Diane wrote to us and uh, said, "Please find my submission for the songwriting challenge. Why do you cry? I've never had to write something based on someone else's suggestion, so it definitely took me out of my comfort zone." the idea. <laughs> I originally wanted to write about how beautiful the world is and have it juxtaposed with somebody being depressed. The idea of how you can feel down when there are so many beautiful things still happening in the world, then it morphed into writing about a generic sad love affair, but I started to add names and then decided to have the lives of two people intertwine about someone going on endless one night stands, but it never working out and a past love watching this with a broken heart. Hence the story of Sandra and Joe. So this is uh, Diane Simone's uh, answer to, um, to why do you cry? That's great. And one thing I want to mention, um, and I'd like to talk about I'd like to talk about Hooks, Neil. Can, can, can I talk about Hooks for a second? Yeah, sure. Thanks. So we were always talking about Hooks and how important it is to have Hooks just as a general feature of a song, mm -hmm. um, especially if you want to be a, you know, have songs, you know, maybe generate income or something. And this has a really interesting hook to it, mm. which grabbed my ear the first time I heard it. Okay. So uh, keep listening to it. Um, and uh, we'll talk about it a bit more, but just think about what would be a hook in this song. Okay. Sandra's hanging out again at the bar. She's waiting for another the night. 
the door Joe takes another swig to help pass the time away and thinks of better times before Sandra got away another guy again just like every other day It hurts his heart to watch her each night As she walks away So it's something hit me mm-hmm. this song, and she only did it once, but it really grabbed my ear. And that was the way she first hit the line at the bar. Okay. Da 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 da. At the bar. And the way she handled that line really yeah. was very hooky. And mm. I think that rhythm. I wanted to hear more often because it really did sort of jump out and kind of grab me, mm-hmm. which I really liked. And I think if I was working with her, I would have just said, that's fantastic. That needs to be in every verse, mm. you know, because it's that's that rhythm. And sometimes a hook can be just something like the way you hit a certain word or a certain mm-hmm. rhythm of a line. It doesn't have to be necessarily a melodic line. It can actually be something that's just as simple as a rhythm, as a rhythmic line. Yeah, and I think I think the reason it may have only occurred in the first verse is that it, it, like at the bar has yeah. got a lot of harder consonants in it. Yeah. Whereas in the second verse, it's like drinks again. And, yeah. And then in the third verse, like lines of age and time away. Like it doesn't yeah. like the, the the other the other the other equivalent spots where that might happen in the other verses are not as punchy lyrically. Yeah. Right, so that it may, may have done that. When you said when you said the hook, I thought for sure you were talking about the top of the chorus, the hands entangled, um, hearts entwined. It's really it's got that yes. it's got that lovely melodic jump, and it's really really nice. It's um, also very clear what the chorus is. Oh yeah, it seemed like like the verse almost had two parts to it. Yeah, it's sort of it's sort of two. Yeah, yeah. You mean you mean each verse had like a a. a, a yeah, a like part the, the, part, really. any part and a B part, like a first yeah. half and a second half. Yeah, for sure. Which I which I really like because you know it can it get you can get kind of it can get a little bit repetitive if if every verse line is kind of the same melody shape and the same chord yeah, exactly. and the same whatever. So I mean I've I've always been keen about that in my own writing and, and encouraging others like consider like the third line of your verse maybe it's got a different shape to it somehow. Yeah. Um, and some of like that. And, and, and yeah, she did that. She did that really well with the different chord and the different melody and everything. Um, yeah, I, re- I really like, I really like the melody shape of the, of the chorus. Um, Something that I, you know, if I was working with her, I would, you know, definitely say, you know, um, you know, let's, let's grab that rhythm and let's, let's move it into the other verses. But the, uh, the A part of the first verse, I wanted to hear that twice. Because mm. I really like that A part of the verse. Oh, okay. To me, it re- to me, it, re- it really sort of 
uh, f- uh, kind of flowed really well, and uh, I, I just I just really love that. So I'd almost have like A A B chorus, then A B chorus, A B chorus type. Thing. Yeah, like right now she's only got two choruses in here. She could she could tweak it so it had three choruses. Yeah, three choruses, and, which would be yeah, fine. Good. Yeah, yeah, and then and then maybe you want a bridge, but. <laughs> <laughs> But it's also it's also a pretty complicated song lyrically. There's a real story to it. Yeah, there's a little story to it, which is which is kind of nice. And 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 it's see, the, the, this is the one issue I have with her song. And and um and this and this this is the same thing happened, especially in the in the first episode we did of listener songs, where the the point of view gets a little lost when you hit the title. Like oh, there's right. no there's no you in this song until the why do you cry. It has to be within dialogue. Well, it either has to be within dialogue. One of the characters has to be saying it, or we need to identify who you is earlier in the song. Because in the earlier in the song, there's he and she. There's right. Sandra and there's Joe. And and that's it. So then when you hit when you hit why do you cry, who's the you? That's an interesting point. Right? And that's yeah. and that is the title of the song. And that that's gotta be central. The central idea of the song, so that needs to be that needs to be clearer. I think it's. Um, I love the way she uh, sort of described the process because I've never been able to do story songs, um, mm. and I've always wanted to. But that's it's, and it's such a a, um, a relatable story as well. I think for a lot mm-hmm. of people, which which helps. You know, sometimes you can have, you know, oh they, you know, they're poor kids and they're making it on their own or. You know, it could be um, a little obvious. And this is sort of something that a lot of people have gone through um, and is relatable. I think even people in happy relationships certainly remember what that was like, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, neat song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's, it's a wonderful little slice of life. And it's very intimate, right? Yeah. It's literally just about two people. Yeah. And 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 their thoughts and their experiences and how they stand, they see things. And it's really, it's, it's very, very small that way, like very, very intimate which I really like about it. Yeah. Thanks, Diane. That was a, that was a really cool song. If, yeah. if you, you know, we'd love to hear some more versions of it as you go forth and tweak it. Absolutely. If you decide to tweak it. Yes, for sure. <laughs> okay. And, uh, okay, so next up we have uh, our good friend Don Thompson, of course. And, and Don, if our uh, listeners remember, was our, was our tech support um, who always made us sound good when we were live on the radio and, uh, and recording the podcast. And, uh, at CJRU radio station at Ryerson University in downtown Toronto. Oh, so long ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> seems like. Um, and, uh, and, and, and Don actually uh, did, did a music video for his song and as well did um, an explainer video for his song explaining his process. And um, we're going to play uh, just a little snippet of, of his um, of his explainer video. And um, but uh, in the show post, um, be sure to check out the show post on songtalk.ca. Um, we'll link uh, to his uh, full video because he does go into a lot of detail about how he wrote um, this song. And uh, it's well worth uh, worth to listen to his to his video. So um, let's just hear a, a little bit of it. If you please, Phil. The title, Why Do You Cry? already has a nice sound to it, at least to my ears. It's kind of a rhythmic balance. You know, it's got this flow to it. Why do you cry? And it's already got built-in rhymes. It's almost like a rhyming mirror. If you were to take why do you cry, and you put a little mirror in the middle here, do and you are rhyming mirror, and then why and cry. 
Yeah, strange analogy, but I think that's why it has a nice flow to it and why it lent itself very quickly to finding a melody line. It's a real memorable song title for me, at least. It's easy to remember. If you listen to the song, you might wonder, why the hell is it missing in the choruses? <laughs> well, I used it a number of times in the verses, and the bridge actually starts with, why do you cry? So I think I already used it enough times already. <laughs> <laughs> cool. Okay. I, I never noticed that about his, his observation about the rhyming mirror. Why do you cry? The why and the cry obviously rhyme, but the do and the you. Yeah. It's like it is literally like a mirror image thing. Like it's very cool. And even in his video, even even like you know, he shows it with a line and yeah, <laughs> very, quite, very, very cool. Quite well done. Yeah, really yeah, it's a really idea. neat observation. Um, okay, so let's um, let's have a listen uh, to his song. Lay 
that's so I love cool. it. Oh, that's great. I like how the bridge is just totally out there. Yeah. Just <laughs> I love the bridge. It's also I like the fact that the intro is you know, it's very different than the verse. And I kind of want to hear the intro put into the instrumental. Is it oh. the instrumental? It's just the uh, the verse? It's, it's just the verse. And the intro is kind of cool, so it'd be nice to... Well, the, I mean, the, the intro is a, is a straight feel, and the rest of the song is a, has got a shuffle feel. Yeah. You know, it's really... It's, it's kind of... It's not jarring, but it's like, whoa. Yeah. <laughs> it's kind of neat. <laughs> Yeah, it is very. I mean, I don't know. I don't know if it's the bridge high up in the beautiful blue sky that that kind of, and the musical um, change in the bridge that reminded me of um, uh, Mr. Blue Sky, Eolo. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah, it, it kind of had that. It kind of had that kind of energy and and um, and maybe just the lyric, "Beautiful Blue Sky." Yeah, yeah that's true. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Blue Sky. Um, yeah, yeah, it's great. I mean, and and okay, so here here's a here's a fantastic example of a songwriter who incorporated the title really really well. Yes. Right? Tell me why do you cry? Like it's 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 enveloped in the language and the ideas are are clear about, you know, things going on in the world, things you can't unsee. That's a really good line. Show me things I can't unsee. I really mm. like that. Um and and then and then the positivity of 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 the bridge kind of kind of flips all that whole idea on, on its head and just, you know, let it fly, fly, fly free, like a bird in the open sky. Um, and, and just how he kind of ends it, you know, uh, he leaves it kind of hanging on the end. How do you make a change when you're wrapped up in your very, in your very own chains, change and change, chains, (laughs) chains. And it, yeah. And it kind of, um, (laughs) The way it ends with that ding. Yeah, that really it's a very cool. Beatlesque ending. The whole song is Beatlesque, but the ending especially is very Beatlesque. Lots of yeah, I mean, there's lots of bits to it too. You know, it's not yeah, you know, lots of chords and lots of lots of chords and lots of lots of like lots of like chord borrowing like that. Like it's in D, then he then he throws in the F sharp major. It's like, yeah, he throws in a major three into their chord progression. That's great. Yeah, like I I, I really like the uh, verses. I'll make this criticism to Don because Don's, of course, you know, very advanced, so it's mm-hmm. you know different. But I think his chorus could be stronger. His his chorus, it's interesting. His chorus, it's it's a down chorus. The energy is yeah. lower in his chorus than it is in the verse because he's going from he's going from a, in the key of D and then he goes in the key of C for the chorus. So it's yeah. like he's stepping, he's modulating down for one thing, and yeah, and the melody is lower. Yeah. You know, and then and for the first time I heard that chorus, I was like, "Yeah, you you right." Like, what if what if the what if the melody in the chorus actually jumped up? But jumped, yeah, you know. But but how do you how do you you know? It's so sad and lonely. Maybe it wants to be down. I don't know. <laughs> well, you know, it's also oh, it's so sad, and lonely, lonely living in your play. Oh, it's so hard climbing out of the pity. I mean, that could also um, because you're talking about the challenge mm. about climbing out of the pity. So you, it could be a bit more kind of heroic and it could be a bit kind of bigger and stronger, you know, as opposed mm-hmm. to kind of sort of, and I don't think a melody is strong enough because the verses are so cool. You know, mm-hmm. Tell me, why do you cry? You know, mm-hmm. there it has, you, you know, why do you cry? It's got that, there's a hook, right? 
Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah, the melodies and the verses are way more interesting than the, than the, than the chorus. I think he's, I think, he, I mean, I think, I think he saved his, his big and triumphant for the bridge, right? Yeah, <laughs> that's true. So maybe, maybe he didn't want to overplay the choruses um, <laughs> because, because, because that would diminish the impact of the bridge, <laughs> perhaps. But I do think there's a, I, I do think there's a stronger chorus in the song. I, 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 I we tend to agree with you. Yeah. You know? <laughs> it's, it's, it sure as heck doesn't get boring. You know? No, no. It's a really, it's a really entertaining, interesting, interesting song. And, it's a, it, and there's a lot going on. And it does make me realize how sometimes in my own stuff, there's not that much variation. Mm. You know, from verse, you know, this, there's a lot of variation. There's the intro, which is, it completely its own thing. Then you have its verse, and then you have the chorus, which is you know a very different thing. Mm-hmm. And then you have uh, the instrumental, which is kind of like the verse. And then you have the bridge, which is like way out in left field. <laughs> and it it does make me sort of realize, going, you know, I don't really make that many changes, mm. which is something maybe I should explore a bit more, because I kind of tend to. Be fairly tied to a melodic and chordal center yeah, from yeah. a very pop, classic pop song format. Right, right. And I mean, well, Don does, I think, a lot more kind of progressive kind of things. Yeah, yeah. His song is, is a lot in common with Gilbert Neal's take on this. Yes, um, yes. From, from a musical perspective. Of, yeah. I remember, I remember a guest last week, three, three at Home, being accused that their, that their songs are too dynamic. Too dynamic. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I don't know. If that's, a... that's where you want to be. Yeah. <laughs> There's That's what you need to strive for, Phil. Is 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 people yeah, people telling you that your songs are too busy, and and, <laughs> and, and 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 that is the danger when you try to do things that are quote unquote interesting. Yes, right. That it gets too like weird or too or too flashy in in the sense of, oh look, the songwriter modulated here to this other key because because it's cool to modulate to a different, you know, you know what I mean? It doesn't yeah. like, like Don's Don's to be honest, it feels like it actually serves the song. The changes don't seem too, um, too out there. Even the bridge that's they out there. Yeah. They don't seem random. They don't seem random. It, it is, it is still a cohesive song and, and, and put together that way. And, 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 and Gilbert's from last time, uh, mm-hmm. say, say, same thing, even though, you know, He's got key changes all over the place and stuff. It's it, it still felt uh, still felt together, and I think I think that's the trick is yeah. is doing interesting things that that um, that don't sound like like weird stuff that doesn't sound weird. <laughs> that's true. I mean, there's lots of outsider music that I, that I quite enjoy, but um, mm-hmm. yeah, doing music that's not um, super straightforward and and doesn't sound too weird can be definitely a challenge. Yeah, yeah. That's why I was always a big fan of They Might Be Giants. Like, when oh, you yeah, actually listen great. to the songs and the construction of the songs, they are really quite brilliant. And they're crazy and they're weird, but they're it's weird. so sing-songy that you can't help that it's that it's pretty straightforward in a lot of ways, right? I'm a little friend, but I'm a little glowing friend, but really friend. I'm not actually your friend. Your friend which doesn't mean anything, but it's so creepy, you know? Oh, oh, that's a brilliant song, though. I love this. Song. <laughs> All their stuff is brilliant. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. Thank, thanks so much, Don. That was that was that's a great um, it's a great thing. It, it, I mean, if anything, if anything, Don, maybe it's um, this this song maybe brings a little too much joy to the otherwise dark subject matter. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> with the shuffle feel and da, 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 da. <laughs> you know but I, I, again not not a bad thing there are a billion songs that you know i did that oh, with yeah. my challenge as well i wanted to make it upbeat and kind of you know melodically interesting as well without without it you know sounding too sad even though the subject matter is sad yes so yeah yeah do your thing awesome <laughs> Okay, and finally, uh, Paul Gallagher, who um, Paul Gallagher, of course, is a uh, very uh, regular at our uh, uh, songwriters um, song talk meetup, and um, he's been coming out for a long time. He's a piano player and singer, and got a he's got a, he's got a bit of a quirky um, uh, attitude to his songwriting, I think. <laughs> which is cool. Um, so Paul wrote to us and said, uh, I have to say that I was not thrilled with the title. I really struggled with a concept and building a storyline. The backing tracks came first. This is a secret. Don't tell anyone. Here we go. We're going to tell everyone. The chord changes <laughs> are inspired okay. by Miles Davis from his album, Kind of Blue. And the piano syncopation was inspired by Herbie Hancock's work in the early seventies. <laughs> cool. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna look for if you're gonna look for inspiration for stuff, then those, but yeah, you, you can't go wrong there. <laughs> um, then I added hip hop beats and bass and went through my library for background sound effects. I used the storyline as personal practice in case I came across the situation again. I've been known not to do so well. Maybe this will give me practice to do better. Best Paul Gallagher. <laughs> and he has lots of interesting chords like. Uh... D sharp minor ninth over an A sharp bass. Yeah. D sharp minor add nine. Yeah. And F F three major thirteen. What does that even mean? I'm not sure what that means. Yeah, like I, like by the time that gets to St. John's, I don't know what that means. So. <laughs> Certainly not. Okay, so let's uh, let's take a listen to Paul Gallagher's answer to Why Do You Cry. upside down. Dry your eyes on my shoulder. Go ahead and let it out. Why do you cry, babe? Is it about the best friend you've known since you were 11? Returning calls never come and a ghost into the desert lost the thread you shared so much now she's turned it down to off are you missing the thick and buzzy talk talk yeah it's tough it won't last forever let's take a breath you're more than enough about your big brother even though he's two years younger you're rock forever until he's not cold shoulder girl hollow for his space something erased do you miss the hand on your shoulder and hearing the words 
it's okay there's a lot of interesting it's it's such a mashup of stuff there's a bit yes. of there's a bit of jazz in the chord progressions there's a bit of hip-hop in the beat and the in the vocal delivery um there's like quirkiness to it there's a bit of sing-songy but you know speak speak sing mm-hmm. almost thing going on like it really hard to like if you if you had to slap a genre on this as much as i don't like slapping genres on things <laughs> jazz <laughs> just call it jazz when you're not sure what it is call it jazz, just call it jazz. <laughs> well when you have a d sharp add two yeah i think it is jazz yeah <laughs> i really liked it just because you know the the vocal approach is you know kind of very novel in a lot of ways mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. and it's I, I i really like that kind of spoke song kind of stuff it's you know, sounds it sounds you know sounds a bit kind of Jack Kerouacky kind of, mm. you know, and but it's like there's a story and and some really neat really neat images, you know. Why do you cry? Is it cry, babe? Is it about your big brother? Even though he's two years younger, you rock forever okay. until he's not. Mm. You know, it's it's such an interesting way of saying, you know, why do you cry as opposed to like you know putting it in the context of. You know, why are you crying about something I did, or why are you sad and I don't understand? Or right, right. You know, it's uh, it's a really neat little song. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It's a lot of words. It really is, actually. A lot of a lot of chords and a lot of words. Yeah, the, 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 that's what that's all. The other thing that makes it kind of hip hop is that there's a lot of words. 
you know, yes. and a lot of, and a lot of verses, like he, he's marked stuff on the page as, as choruses, but to me, they're all verses. Like except yeah. there's, there's a, there's a little bit of change in, in some things, but like, in, but it's not monotonous at all. Like it, no. it, 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 it does go ahead because he's, he's changing the flow almost, you know, every, every other line and, and the rhyme schemes are interesting because they're not predictable. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really, 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 really interesting. And there's not a lot of obvious repetition either. No, that's what I mean. You know, like it's 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 repetitive, but it's not. Yeah, no, it's a really it's a really interesting approach to a song. It's something I don't know if I could actually ever pull this off myself. No, this would this would be really hard actually to to, to pull off something similar to this because it's got it's got this meandering quality, and yet it's clearly structured. There's a lot of there's a lot of like it's very paradoxical. This song. <laughs> well, and like you know, that's like some of the hip hop guys. You know, they're able to sort of do that, da, 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 this kind of you know rambling kind of thing. And again, thinking about my own work, it tends to be kind of very classically songwriting. So it's mm-hmm. you know the rhythms and the approaches to the verses are kind of set up, and then there's variations, but they are variations from the theme. You know, as opposed to this, which is much not free-flowing, although it feels free-flowing, but it's not. You know? Yeah, that's what I mean. It does, it does, feel, it does feel rather free-flowing, but it's clearly tied to the groove. And, yeah, it's just it's, it's really, really interesting. It, it's almost like... It's almost like you could only do this song, you know, in a recording studio. Like, it'd be really hard to perform this, I feel like, with a keyboard player... And a, and a drum loop and a singer, like... Maybe, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. It's, we, well, we, I mean, we, the hip-hop guys do it, but... Yeah, I, I yeah. suppose, but... I don't know if yeah. I could do it, but... <laughs> <laughs> it's, a, it's a fun thing to, to experiment. I, I have experimented with it in the past uh, with not great success, but it's mm-hmm. certainly a fun approach, you know? Um, maybe that'll be our, our uh, challenge next year is is to purposely do something against the way you normally do it. Mm. So if you do hip hoppy things, you do a folk song. If you do a folk song, you do a hip hoppy thing, you know? Mm-hmm. Although how to how to quantify that I don't know. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> how to judge that if it's it's met yeah. has it met the challenge? <laughs> we'd have to we'd have to rely on our listeners' honesty. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Normally I do hip hop, but today I'm gonna do hop hip. <laughs> Some cool stuff, I think. Uh, too. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Our, our, our listeners are so creative. They really are. Yeah. They do some amazing stuff. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, that's uh, about all the time we have um, for the show tonight. Special thanks to our fantastic listeners, um, uh, Diane Simone, Don Thompson, uh, Paul Gallagher, and all the others who uh, submitted it to us previously. Uh, we want to hear from you. So please send your comments, Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram to at Song Talk Radio, or send us an email at feedback at songtalk.ca. And speaking of emails, um, we did actually get one from our good friend from the UK, uh, Stuart Cook. And uh, Stuart Cook uh, wrote to us uh, just the other day and said, Hi, sorry to hear uh, Michael signing off. As Bruce's replacement, he had developed his own style of contribution. Very true. Um, in this funny old post-COVID world, we all had to develop our own way to 
either just keep going or to forge new ways of delivering the project. You've done this extremely well in shifting to an internet package within the radio format. The project is in reality far more comprehensive. It's all a credit to you and Phil. Uh, I have to say, though, that I do miss the ladies who used to keep you in line, Linda and Vanessa, etc. <laughs> Hope they are all okay. Yeah, we do, absolutely. Um, keep them coming. I've become a Susan Catanio fan uh, since she was on uh, Stuart Cook. Thank you so much, Stuart, for the for the very kind words. Um, yeah, it's... Um, Susan is awesome. Yeah, Susan's incredible, and, and she's a very gifted songwriter in her own right. Absolutely. And if you listen to her podcast, even though she's... Um, She's she presented a very folky kind of song. She's got some videos out there where she's just rocking it out. It's really good. <laughs> she is brilliant. You can do it all. <laughs> um, okay. Um, and be sure to check out um, our YouTube channel for live performance videos and full episodes. Uh, subscribe today to the Song Talk Radio podcast on your favorite podcast provider. And don't forget to sign up for our free newsletter at songtalk.ca. Uh, you can find uh, links to all the products, books, and web services we mentioned on the show on our resources page on the website and wherever you are in the world. Please join us online via Zoom at our next monthly Song Talk Meetup. It's free to join on meetup.com and free to attend. Stop by songtalk.ca for the link. Uh, bring a song and a lyric sheet and get feedback from other songwriters and give feedback to other songwriters. It's a fantastic time. Um, you can follow me at neilmodi.com. You can follow Phil at philemory.ca. Okie Thanks for listening, everybody. And be sure to stop by the website songtalk.ca to browse past shows and find out how you can be a guest. Thanks for tuning in, everyone, and keep on writing. Good night. Long. Yeah.